A reading from Luke chapter 10, verses 29 through 37. But the legal expert wanted to prove that he was right. So he said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, a man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. He encountered thieves who stripped him naked, beat him up, and left him near death. Now it just so happened that a priest was also going down the same road. When he saw the injured man, he crossed over to the other side of the road and went on his way. Likewise, a Levite came by that spot, saw the injured man, and crossed over to the other side of the road and went on his way. A Samaritan, who was on a journey, came to where the man was. But when he saw him, he was moved with compassion. The Samaritan went to him and bandaged his wounds, tending them with oil and wine. Then he placed the wounded man on his own donkey, took him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took two full days' worth of wages and gave them to the innkeeper. He said, Take care of him, and when I return, I will pay you back for any additional costs. What do you think? Which one of these three was a neighbor to the man who encountered thieves? Then the legal expert said, The one who demonstrated mercy toward him. Jesus told him, Go and do likewise. Good morning. On our way home from Spindale, North Carolina, we arrived at the Henneveld Hall parking lot around 9 p.m. on July 24th. Spirits were pretty high in the van, that is to put it mildly. Sarah played the youth group's three favorite songs on the Bluetooth speaker as a sort of final climax, and the kids all sang along as we cruised down Franklin Avenue. When we arrived at the church, I got out and spoke with some of the parents that were waiting. After about five minutes, I realized the teens hadn't yet exited the van. <laughs> they were in process of exiting, but they were laughing and giggling, and they seemed tangled up somehow, like a mass of arms and legs stuck together at the side door. When they did finally get out of the van, they huddled together, and they continued the party there on the sidewalk. I said something to Ward Senior about this, and he had the most insightful reply. Well, Eric, if they hadn't enjoyed the trip, they'd be in their parents' cars by now on their way home. We leaders figured after five minutes of van evacuation, surely all the bags stuffed in the back seat would have also come out with them. I went in to check and found all the bags still in the back. So we pulled them out. I asked whose bag was whose, Oh, I totally forgot about my bag. You forgot your bag? <laughs> Their minds were elsewhere. They were riding a joy high. So these are some of the things myself and some of the leaders learned on this trip. If you are the driver traveling with eight women, <laughs> just get used to being 15 minutes late to pretty much everything. <laughs> on our first pit stop on our trip down to Spindale, was at the Flying J rest stop. I'm not sure if any of you are familiar with the Flying J rest stop, but it's a big place. They got everything there. They got gas, bathrooms, food. I figured we'd all hit the bathroom, grab a Coke, and be on the road again. Uh, however, the teen crew, they dawdled a little bit inside the store. <laughs> I'm not really sure what they were shopping for. Cute earrings. <laughs> I'm not really sure how long we were in that store. 27 minutes. But eventually, we got them all back in the van, herding cats. And Sarah and I decided the next stop would be shorter. Number, number three, the teens seemed to develop an affinity for beef jerky on this trip. 
I was surprised by this. I thought beef jerky was kind of like Yoo-Hoo. You talk about it a little bit, but you never consume it. <laughs> I also learned on this trip that exploding head emojis are out. <laughs> Nobody uses them anymore. Who knew? Um, since I've learned this, I've started using the exploding head emoji in every text I do <laughs> as a little bit of a protest. I was the only man on this trip, but it didn't matter. The ladies, both young and less young, made me feel loved and welcome. I saw my role as driver, occasional lifter of something heavy, comic relief, and role model. <laughs> to Reverend Andy, Thursday night is still cry night, even if we didn't use group mission trip this year. Every teardrop is a, is a waterfall. The teens and Sarah knew the lyrics to every pop song played on the Spotify playlist in the van. Outstanding memory and recall. Youth groups, uh, the, the, the company we used for this trip, youth groups, youth works, drilled home to us early in this trip that they were less concerned about us getting our projects done and they were more concerned about making connections in the local community. I can safely say that we made connections and we also got our projects completed as well. Their training is about kindness, grace, and love. This produced a lot of tears. I also learned that jean shorts are out. <laughs> the teenage fashion police let me know this. Even though Audrey and Alexa share some DNA, they have different risk tolerances when it comes to lake water. When the two of them were on the tube together at Todd and Peggy's lake house, Alexa was giving the universal sign for stop the boat. I need to get off. Audrey gave the universal sign for everything is great, keep going. <laughs> Meaning don't stop the boat, okay. So we leaders and teens, we're in the boat, we're watching this macabre scene play out and we probably let it go on a little bit too long. Uh, we did eventually stop the boat, we got Alexa back in the boat. If I could quantify their risk tolerance using a VU meter analogy, Alexa, risk averse to getting wet, Audrey, <laughs> willing to die for the speed rush. So um, I'd like to thank some people now um, on this trip. We started out at 5.30 a.m. on Sunday the 18th, July 18th. Kudos to the parents for getting their young charges up and out the door. We were blessed to be joined that morning by Grace, Robin, Brian and Diane, and Reverend Andy. They had no horse in the race, but they were there to see us off at 5.30 in the morning. And that touched us and the adult leaders and the teens alike. To the youth work staff, Hunter, Julia, Ari, and Jacob, these were the summer employees that youth work staffs their camps with. There are 56 of us at Spindale, yet only four youth works employees. They were young, authentic, honest, and they could present a moving sermon. These were the best group of staff members I have ever encountered on a mission trip. I'd like to thank our resident in Spindale, Nancy. You've already heard a little bit about Nancy. She showed us unconditional love and kindness, and the teens really responded to her in kind. 
to the congregation, you. You supported us financially and spiritually. You allowed us to wash your cars at the car wash. You ate takeout food when you really didn't like Mexican. And many of you gave us checks unconditionally. You all made this trip possible. To Todd and Peggy Graham, who opened up their Virginia home to us on our return jaunt from Spindale, we can't begin to thank you enough. You provided food, great company, entertainment in your lake, and nice showers. Todd even helped us change a tire on the van that had gone flat. We do believe that God put you in our path. He didn't want us to be going to Bush Gardens after all. And of course, we can't forget Joy Eldred, who held down the fort here in Wyckoff, taking over as the interim children's program director while Sarah was away. I'd like to thank all the parents that bought us leaders some gifts when we got home. That was very much appreciated, and you can certainly do that again next year. <laughs> My inseam is 32 inches, length 32. I also want to thank the parents for raising such wonderful teen girls. They were wonderful on this trip. We had no problems whatsoever. When they did sneak out of their room in the middle of the night, it was to strategically place encouraging notes to people from the other churches. Even when they did something wrong, they did something right. I personally want to thank my two fellow leaders, Sarah and Donna, who were fantastic the whole week. They stayed positive in the face of bugs, heat, car trouble, and terrible camp food. We will always walk together. A side note, I gave Sarah some homework. I recommended that she watch 30 movies, and I don't think she's watched any of them. <laughs> so you better get on that. I personally want to thank the ghosts of Mission Trip Past, the people along the way that have inspired me. First, there was Mia Brady Menken, daughter of Donna and Mike, granddaughter of Janet Pataglia. It was her Pied Piper zeal and promotion for the mission trip that created momentum at WRC that we were still living off of 13 years later. To Doug Hahn and Carl Stober, Reverend Billy and Reverend Andy, Samantha Kasban, you five got me involved and showed me the way, taught me about empathy, grace, and kindness. Then, of course, there were all the past students and past leaders that I've shared a mission trip with, too many to mention here, but you know you are all loved. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Christina, and this was my second mission trip. So I've begun to notice a theme throughout most of them. Yes, the mission trip as a whole is very important, but it's really the small moments that lead up to a major realization and lesson that kind of officially solidify its worth and mean the most to you going forward. So today, I'm going to share with you the most valuable lesson that I learned from this mission trip. The most important thing you can do for someone is to wait for them. I'm an impatient person, so this was a very hard lesson for me to learn. But I think that since it was the most difficult, it was the one that God wanted me to learn the most. Working with Nancy was great. But I'll be honest, her first meeting with us had me slightly skeptical of our potential connection with her. Our theme this year was neighbors, so they were really emphasizing making a connection with the people we were helping. And our first meeting was not very neighborly. 
She only talked to us through her screen door and then stayed inside her house for almost the entire time we were working. I expected that we would do our work and leave and not really form any kind of bond with her. However, after a few days with her, slowly talking to her more, sharing lunch with her, and praying over her, I realized that we had already made a connection the second we met her. It just needed time to cultivate. Those small moments of talking to her about her art, sharing her joy, her sorrow, and really taking time to understand her, talking through God with her, sharing food with her, brought us all together. By opening up our hearts, we brought her from inside to outside. It was hard for me to be patient and to let God bring our relationship to the point of praying over her and not being with her, but with her. But I'm so glad I did. And I'm even more thankful that God was there to lead the way for not only me, but for the entire group. Each mission trip teaches you something different, and each lesson is more important than the last. But personally, I think this is going to be one of the most important lessons I'll ever learn. Thank you. Good morning. <laughs> My name is Camila Swaznavar, and you might not recognize me because I don't regularly go to this church. I've come a few times before as a result of a past mission trip I was also able to go on due to the amazing support this church has shown when it comes to mission trips. But overall, I haven't been here enough in order to know each one of you or a few months ago, each one of these girls. The first time I ever had a conversation with most of them was at five in the morning in the parking lot a few feet away from here on the way to North Carolina where we'd find out if we'd be doing housework or cleaning up gardens together for the rest of the week. You know, a 16-year-old girl's dream summer vacation. <laughs> the nerves began to come through in the car while we were pulling up to the church we were staying at, and that was the first moment, a few hours into the trip, where we all sat and talked to each other a bit. Were other people going to stare at us when we walked in? Was everyone else there already? The answer to both of those questions were yes, but was this feeling of being nervous about what was to come going to stick with us all week? Also yes. <laughs> but these nerves that stuck with us became driving forces, not something that held us back. Throughout the week, we learned that being human is hard, but with God in our hearts and good in our minds, any amount of change is possible. After that first meal at the church together, we volunteered for cleanup duty and were able to serve the other churches that were with us. This became a trend as we served the community around us for the rest of the week. For example, the moment we pulled up to the house we'd be helping at, the mood immediately shifted. There was a lot of work to be done, and that was scary for our group. But as per usual, Sarah brought our minds back to where they were meant to be, on God, on forgetting about ourselves and thinking about furthering his kingdom's glory. Every single one of us were able to do that that week. Not once, not twice, but over and over again, we were putting ourselves out there, whether it be to each other during our daily small group discussions or during the afternoon while we worked in the sun cleaning a house that wasn't ours. We gave our time and our spirits to God, raising him so much above ourselves that we felt him pull us up as well. Speaking for myself, I felt God work in me many times that week. I was able to create deep connections with the girls in a matter of days, pray over a large group of people for the first time ever, and ultimately see myself as a daughter of God, one that I now know in my heart he has a plan for, 
one that serves him and one that spreads his name. Since then, Sarah and I have been working together to build a system that sends a daily scripture to teens my age, hoping that little by little, this generation will be able to feel not only closer to God, but see him change their lives. As a result, feeling peace, strength, and a part of a community, all of the things which I felt while on the mission trip with this group. So thank you all for supporting us on this trip and praying for us while we formed relationships with each other, but more importantly, renewed our relationship with God. My name is Madeline, and my favorite part of the mission trip was going to meet all of these girls and coming back and being able to FaceTime and text them whenever I need and meeting up. Hi, I'm Samantha, and I really enjoyed this mission trip. It was my first one. Um, one God sighting was that one of our jobs was taking apart a three-year-old above-ground pool that was filled with tadpoles and frogs. And so the day we started draining it, we couldn't catch any. They were swimming away too fast. So when we were leaving, we were all worried that it would be empty by the morning and they'd all be dead. But thankfully, <laughs> we came back. There was still water left, and they were all alive. So that day, we were able to catch and relocate dozens of tadpoles. And I'm really thankful to have met and gotten to know everyone on this trip. It's really changed me. Hi, I'm Alexa, and this mission trip was my first one, and it was a really impactful week for me, and it changed more than I could have ever imagined that it would, but I think that the biggest thing that I'm grateful for is the connections that we made and, like, all the new friends that I have, and because we went into it not all knowing each other, like, well, some of us knew each other, but we, <laughs> but we came back with this incredible bond that now I don't know what I would do without these people. And so I'm very thankful for how close the week made us, and I could not be happier with how it went. Hi, I'm Audrey. Um, my favorite part of the mission trip was one of the days that we were serving at Nancy's house. She... We had a lot of the work done, so we didn't have much left to do. So she came outside, and she sat outside on her porch and talked to us for about two hours. And she told us basically, like, her whole life story and, like, a lot of random facts. But we just really enjoyed talking to her for two hours and getting to know her and growing our connection with her. One last thing. Um, so on the mission trip, at the end of the day, we do these things called MAV props, which was one way we'd say we were really thankful for something that happened or something someone did. So we wanted to give Sarah, Eric, and Da one big last MAD prop as a thank you for leading us on this amazing trip. So MAD props. <laughs>
God and his goodness.